you have an inner story that you've taken so seriously that while you're portraying that story, you get sucked into it just like a movie, just like you're watching a thriller or a scary movie. Your thoughts could be like a movie. Actually, they are a movie. And you start believing the movie like it's real. But in reality, the only thing that's real is the now. Welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. And today's topic is very poignant, actually. It's with the times, given the spread of this crazy virus, which has become a pandemic now. Sure. And there's this mass hysteria around all the fear around this virus. Oh, no. It's going to come and get us all and kill us all. And, you know, everyone around us is getting it as everyone's dying and we got to wash our hands. Yes. 50 times a day. But the mortality rate of you driving to work is way higher than this virus could have ever been. Oh, there's mortality rates for (laughs) everything way higher than just, you know, I mean, getting this virus, contracting this virus. You're right. You know, you could be driving on a road and be killed in an accident, which would be a lot higher than you contracting this virus and dying. Or getting the virus on your way to the hospital and getting into a car crash. So you died from the car crash and not even (laughs) the virus. (laughs) All right, maybe we're freaking a lot of people out right now. Let's rein it back and let's talk about fear. And that's that's the topic for today. We're talking about fear. A very powerful emotion, by the way. Oh, it's a very powerful negative emotion. I don't like labeling. (laughs) Well, so... Fear actually has a purpose. For sure. So it's not all negative. I don't think any of it is negative. We're born with... I mean, there are two kinds of fears, right? One we're born with because we are the caveman brain. So it's there to help us, to help us survive. And so, for example, you're in the woods and you come across a bear. Of course, fear is going to help you to tell you, run, Run, there's a bear. That gets transferred through your genes as well. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I'm like, saying. That's the first kind of fear like, where you're born with this. Like the experiment with the mice where they would be exposed to stimuli and they were shocked the mice. And then their offspring were, were exposed to the same stimuli without getting shocked. And their cortisol kicked in, meaning they got scared of it without even getting shocked. Wow. So, yeah, it is passed on through your parents' experiences. So, if there's things that you don't even understand why you're scared of, you could be, hey, thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> wow. that's that, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Our biology is amazing. It's meant to adapt. Right. Because, I mean, if you look at physiologically, biologically, how fear works. Like, what is fear, right? False evidence appearing real. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Wayne Dyer. (laughs) Well, before we get that, I want to come back to that. We will. I want to come back to that. But I'm just saying, like, biologically, like you said, you're exposed to stimuli. So there is an external stimulus that's happening. There's a signal that goes into your brain. And then your brain says, hey, I know this. I know this and it recalls a memory Mm -hmm. and it brings up this memory and says, hey, this is dangerous. Yep. 
this is triggering a signal inside my brain that's saying it's dangerous, which then sends signals to the amygdala, which is the fight or flight response. And then our arousal system comes into play. And it's saying like, hey, danger, 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 Will Robinson. Like there is something going on here that requires a stress response. Yes. And the stress response could be run away. Or maybe it could be also immobilization yeah. because that is a stress response where it's just like you paralyzed with fear that you don't react. You can't react. It's a survival mechanism as well from our biology. Absolutely. Bear thinks you're dead. It leaves you alone. <laughs> <laughs> How does the bear know you're dead, right? It's not checking your pulse. <laughs> so I, I, there was this story about this kid that um, because of World of Warcraft – knew to distract the bear because they're i think this was in siberia correct me if i'm wrong but basically the sister and and the brother get surprised by this bear in the middle of the woods and the bear looks very agitated and he is about to attack the sister so the brother makes all this ruckus and basically distracts the bear so the bear starts coming at him and he drops and pretends like he's dead saving him and his sister by having the bear leave thinking the kid was dead. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Our biology, once again, has so much information. I don't believe that fear is negative, by the way. No, I mean, in these cases... In any case. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, in these cases, fear is helping you. It's helping you, like, maybe, you know, your, your house is on fire, you're going to get mugged. Whenever you encounter a situation where you feel that there is a threat to your life, your survival mechanism kicks in Correct. by, you know, initiating that fear response. Yes. Your defense mechanism goes up. And so all of this is really valid. And it gets solidified in the brain four times more than joyful events. Oh, wow. Four times. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's why we're getting so many phobias and people that can't leave their houses because they are paralyzed because of fear. So there is something called emotional contagion. And is it, is it from new Orleans? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, it's a psychological phenomenon that says people frequently catch one another's emotions, intense negative emotions that are expressed more empathetically are more contagious. So, I mean, talking about this virus and the mass hysteria, right? So if I am talking to you and my body is talking about how I'm so fearful of this virus, it's going to transfer that fear, that emotional to you. So when you see, watch the news anchor talk about this fear stuff so like emotionally and so emphatically and with their body language and with the way they talk and all of that, they're actually transmitting all of that fear. It's becoming contagious now and they're transmitting all that fear to a mass population. Isn't this what marketers and salespeople do anyway? Absolutely. And institutions. (laughs) Or or the clergy. Yes. And religions and institutions and politicians. So it's it's definitely part of this fear or this emotional contagion where emotions can be contagious. And, you know, I mean, of course, emotional contagion is not just based on fear, right? It could be also on anger and other negative emotions. Sure. Uh, But But, but fear, I believe fear encompasses a bunch of those emotions personally. 
Absolutely. So we, we talked about what it is on a biological level. I want to come back to your definition of fear, which is more on a psychological level. You know, sure. for example, my fear that I'm not good enough or my fear of approaching strangers and talking to them. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. or Fear of success. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. That's, that's a really, really amazing one, right? Yeah. If, if I go back to that definition of fear, right? False evidence appearing real. There is, and, and flipping that script of fear of failure, which means that I am really looking for an acceptance of success within myself, yeah. Right? I think more so than that, you have an inner story that you've taken so seriously that while you're portraying that story, you get sucked into it just like a movie, just like you're watching a thriller or a scary movie. Your thoughts could be like a movie. Actually, they are a movie. And you start believing the movie like it's real. But in reality, the only thing that's real is the now. The past already happened, and the future is a projection of an illusion. So basically, anytime you have fear, it's literally the projection of something that's not even real that we are extrapolating and hoping it will happen. But as we all know, and we've all experienced how we thought it was going to be the end of the world, like, I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, or I don't know how this is going to work out. And all of a sudden, this miraculous thing happens where, you know, collect 200, go pass go. Um, or, uh, the, the bank says, a note error, or we owe you 200 bucks, or the IRS will hand you a check saying, hey, we screwed up with your taxes last year. I've had all those things happen. And every single time, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. No Christmas presents for anybody. So to go reel it back in, the relationship that we have with the movie that's playing in our head will be ultimately your salvation. The awareness that that movie is playing in your head, a fear or a projection with somebody or anything of that nature that's going beyond the now, it's an illusion. So by realizing that and seeing that it's just an illusion, we could then look at fear in the face and realize that my actions, my one step, my two step, my three steps, my baby steps will lead me where I need to be every single moment. Mm-hmm. And that relationship with the now, that relationship with doing and failing and succeeding and falling and getting back up again and doing that over and over and over again will bring peace of mind, will bring joy back into your life, and will stabilize all those hormones that are literally being bombarded by all the trash that we watch on social media and the TV. True. That's a little bit of a rant, but... (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we've defined what fear is on, on a biological and a psychological level. I think now we can talk about how to overcome it, right? Sure. And and one of the ways to overcome it is by going through it. And by going through it, I mean like that there's this quote that says, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm. I love that quote because basically it's saying that if you're fearful of something and you're not doing it, which means that you're just buying and feeding into that fear. That, that's another quote. 
don't feed the fears. Mm. I love, love that quote because it's that, it's that monster, right? The more you feed it, the more it wants. Sure. And it's, it's never ending. It's a never ending cycle. It will never end until you say enough and I am going to face this fear head on. And by that, I mean, you know, go through it. Mm-hmm. Go and do what makes you fearful the most. Sure. And, and we both have been through this. I've been skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing. I've been out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, Do the thing you fear, and the fear of death is certain. Reminds me of the story. I'm six years old, terrified of the dark, and it's a new moon. And I remember looking outside the door and knowing that I have to take this journey. So I literally get out of my house, go around the house in the pitch dark, and stay there. All by yourself. All by myself. You're six years old. Six years old. But I grew up in Puerto Rico, so my neighbors are my uncle. Mm-hmm. My other neighbor is my other uncle. Mm-hmm. Behind me, mountains. I'm good. Puerto Rico, there's no predators. I'm not going to wait for a bear to kill me. Okay. So, so non-lions, tigers, panthers. None of that. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that could kill you out there is reggaeton. I'm just kidding. Take that back. <laughs> Rewind. But <laughs> I love reggaeton. I don't know about you. I was just kidding. But basically, I stood there and I stared at darkness and nothing happened. And I stay there and nothing happened. And all of a sudden, all this, this inner peace came through me that darkness was not going to hurt me. And I've taken that same lesson from the age six and applied it to so many other things. You go there, you stare fear in the face, and you become brave for one hot second. And that becomes so contagious that you'll see yourself doing things you never imagined you could do. Wow. That's quite a story. And especially at the age of six. I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I've dealt with things like this all the time, right? I mean, growing up, I was very shy. I was a very, very shy person. I wouldn't tell someone, like, for example, if I saw someone doing something wrong, I wouldn't tell them that because I was just afraid of, like, just telling them that, you know? And then later on, I learned how to speak up because what's the worst that can happen? And the more you exercise that muscle, the more you lean into that fear, the fear dissipates because you're, you're giving the signal to yourself, to your brain, to your psyche that, hey, this is nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And bringing this full circle back to the virus, for example, like this mass hysteria has created this fear around the virus where people are not traveling, conferences are getting canceled. I agree. Yeah, you should not unnecessarily be amongst a crowd if you don't have to. Why unnecessarily expose yourself to this virus? But at the same time, you're looking at this virus and saying like, hey, do I fall into all the parameters that I can get the virus? And if I can, am I doing everything to boost my immunity? And if I am, then I don't really... I'm not going to be susceptible to dying from this thing. Yes. So let me not live my life like this thing is going to paralyze me or be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. It's a real thing. It is. Because when that thing kicks in, in your brain, and you're having actually a physical response to the fear, it's hard to look at anything else. It really is. For sure. 
you know, because you're really paralyzed by this fear. Yeah. But this is when we have to take the responsibility for our feelings and our thoughts. Correct. One of the things that will not get paralyzed that could be your way out is the breath. Mm. A lot of the times when I am paralyzed through fear because of I need to execute something I've never done before. I have projected an image of failure before I need to execute the breath. The breath is your friend. Just realize that every breath you take is a brand new breath is molecules of air you have never breathed in before. And having that knowledge and appreciating that breath for that time, that brand new breath, it will lead you to a place of clarity. It will bring you to a piece of a place of peace. Mm. So through the breath is one way. Um, cognitively, telling yourself that nothing's that's another way. Letting go of your bad thought, like we've talked about it. How how long do I choose to be afraid? Like the Sedona method. Mm-hmm. That methodology. Another way of letting go. Another way of letting go of fear is also by anchoring positive emotions. And we haven't really talked too much about anchoring, which we will. But basically, whenever you're feeling really, really good and you're having a really great day or you're having a really good laugh, you could kinesthetically press between your thumb and your forefinger and anchor that by having that stimuli because your brain will trigger the kinetic ener- the kinetic movement of your finger and your forefinger and that pressing with that state that you're in. Right. So by doing that over and over and over again, sometimes that could be a really awesome tool to get you out of a funk. Yeah. And the other thing that came into mind is don't feed the fear. If you keep feeding the fear, it it gathers momentum. Yeah. And that momentum then creates that little fear into a monster. Mm-hmm. It creates that fear into anxiety. It, then you get paralyzed. So becoming aware of that little monster, of that little thought, allows you to hop out of it and do something different in order for you to not create that momentum. Because we're amazing manifestors. We're, we're constantly creating. It reminds me of a quote of, winners and losers are both self-determined. Only winners are willing to admit it. And this is Lombardi, a football coach, telling people that they're manifesting all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. We are the creators. That's freaking exciting. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And that's why I go back to like, it, it takes discipline in our thinking, in our thoughts, in, in the way we approach what we are consuming on a daily basis. If we're just consuming media that's feeding this fear over and over again, it's just going to grow larger yes. and larger. Big time. So cut that out. Cut out all that negativity that, that's feeding all this fear. Yes. And they take responsibility for how you're feeling and what you're thinking mm-hmm. and add positivity to it. Yes. And of course, there are instances where you can, like you said, anchoring, anchoring in the positive and, you know, letting go of that feeling yes. and dissipating. But there, there are instances where let's say you're fear fearful like you have to make cold calls or sell mm-hmm. like you had given an example offline or talk to a beautiful person that uh, you're attracted to right exactly in in that in in that situation i would go to something that tony robbins recommends is like the rocking chair test right hmm. imagine your your old self you know 
will you have a regret if you don't do this today? Amen. You know, and you don't want to die of those regrets, right? Hmm. So if you don't want to die of those regrets, then take that chance. What's the worst that can happen? You get rejected. Big freaking deal. Yeah. Just sit off and try again. Just dust it off and try again and again and again until it just becomes a muscle where you're basically minimizing that response of fear and you're activating this excitement and this joy that you're creating from this exercise now where it's just become a play. I was listening to... (laughs) This is going to sound funny. I was listening to Jennifer Lopez in one of her interviews. Okay. And she was asked like how she overcomes her nerves. Mm-hmm. And she said something very interesting. She said, I don't look at it as nerves. I look at it as excitement. Wow. And not only that, the, the brainwaves that are happening with, with fear and excitement are very similar. Yeah. They're almost the same. Absolutely. So by looking at it very differently and saying, hey, I'm not afraid of this moment. I'm actually excited. Excited. The fact that I'm feeling this way is a present all on its own because all my faculties are coming into play in order for me to accomplish my best possible self. So whenever I have fear, I know it's worth it. I know it's something that I'm meant to be doing. I know that's something that's going to bring so much reward back to me just trying it. So if there's something out there you've been wanting to do for a long time, just drop what you're doing. Turn this podcast off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and go do it. Just, just go do it. <laughs> so that is your assignment for the next week, is do that one thing that you're so fearful of. Mm. And if you can, do excited. it. Excited. Do that one thing you're so excited to do. <laughs> you're so excited to do. And do it every single day for the next seven days. Yes, do it. That's your homework. Just do it. Yeah. And please write to us and tell us about your experience because we're curious. Very much so. Yeah. And, and, and this, is, this is an exciting thing because even if you're fearful of the virus or even if you're fearful of taking that next step and doing that thing that you were the most afraid of, this is going to break you out of your shell. For it's sure. going to help you gain momentum into doing something that's positive for you instead of just feeding into that negativity over and over again. And if you catch somebody out there trying to impose their own fears upon you, Know that they're doing it because they care about you, but they are also living that illusion. If you're seeing that media put fear on you and you already know the information, you could cut off that repetition as well. Oh, absolutely. Mute it, change the channel, do what you got to do. You have to guard your mind. You have to guard all your subconscious things that are constantly bombarding you. So become mindful of the things that you put into your system with food with media, with information, with people's advice. See if they're coming from love and excitement. And if they're not, if they're coming from fear and control, say, no, nah, no, nah, honey, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got time for that. I don't know what impression that was. <laughs> But I like your head shake with that. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to channel empowered people in my life. And there are certain people in my life that have so much charisma and so much attitude. 
that I love so dearly, and and the, I just channeled those people for that moment. Oh, good, good. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh no, nobody has time for fear. And you know, like the course says, we're actually going to do a podcast on the course because I keep mentioning it. We have mentioned it a lot of times, but there are only two choices, right? Fear or love. What do you want to choose in this lifetime? Hmm. I want to choose love over and over again. Love is real. Fear is an illusion. Fear is an illusion. So this is Bodhi. And Abiel. And this is The Emotional Compass. Please share, like, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with your friends. You know, if you like it, please share it because, you know, we're doing this out of love, but we want to spread our message as much as possible.